for we open God's word, let's bow. Oh Lord God Almighty, thy mighty hands hold everything, O oh Lord, including us here, and we are mindful of the special blessing when we gather two or three in thy names to bring our cares, our sorrows, our joys unto thee, O oh Lord, and let thee order them and supply the answer to all of this. We ask and pray a blessing upon the Holy Word. In Jesus' name, amen. It's a long chapter before me. before me is the word of God as recorded in Luke chapter 11 and I would like to start reading with verse And when the people were gathered thick together, he began to say, this is an evil generation. They seek a sign, and there shall no sign be given it, but the sign of Jonas the prophet. For as Jonas was a sign unto the Ninevites, so shall also the Son of Man be to this generation. The queen of the south shall rise up in the judgment with the men of this generation and condemn them. For she came from the utmost part of the earth to hear the wisdom of Solomon. And behold, a greater than Solomon is here. The men of Nineveh shall rise up in judgment with this generation and shall condemn it. For they repented at the preaching of Jonas and behold, a greater than Jonas is here. No man, when he had lighted a candle, put it in a secret place, neither under a bushel, but on a candlestick, that they which come in may see the light. The light of the body is the eye. Therefore, when thine eye is single, thy whole body also is full of light. But when thine eye is evil, thy body also is full of darkness. Take heed, therefore, that, ye, that the light which is thee be not darkness. If thy whole body, therefore, be full of light, having no part dark, the whole shall be full of light, as when a bright shining of a candle doth give thee light. And as he spake, a certain Pharisees besought him to dine with him, and he went in and sat down to meet. And when the Pharisees saw it, he marveled that he had not first washed before dinner. And the Lord said unto him, Now do ye Pharisees make clean the outside of the cup and the platter, but your inward part is full of ravening and wickedness. Ye fools! 
Did not he that made that which is without make that which is within also? But rather give alms of such things as ye have, and behold, all things are clean unto you. But woe unto you, Pharisees, for ye tithe min and rule, and all manner of herbs, and pass over judgment and the love of God. These ought ye to have done, and not leave the others undone. Woe unto you, Pharisees, for ye love the uppermost seat in the synagogues, and greetings in the markets. Woe unto you, scribes and Pharisees, hypocrites, for ye are as graves which appear not, and the men that walk over them are not aware of them. Then answered one of the lawyers and said unto him, Master, thus saying, thou reproachest us also. And he said, Woe unto you also, ye lawyers, for ye laid men with burden grievous to be borne, and ye yourself touch not the burdens with one of your fingers. Woe unto you, for ye built the sepulchres of the prophets, and your fathers killed them. Truly ye bear witness that ye allow the deeds of your fathers, for they indeed killed them, and ye built their sepulchres. Therefore also said the wisdom of God, I will send them prophets and apostles, and some of them they shall slay and persecute, that the blood of all the prophets, which was shed from the foundation of the world, may be required of this generation, from the blood of Abel unto the blood of Zacharias, which perished between the altar and the temple. Verily I say unto you, it shall be required of this generation. One to lawyers, for ye take away the key of knowledge. Ye entered not in yourselves, and them that were entering in ye hindered. And as he said these things unto them, the scribes and the Pharisees began to urge him vehemently and to provoke him to speak of many things, laying in wait for him and seeking to catch something out of his mouth that they might accuse him. I've read to the end of the chapter. <clears throat> the Lord is worthy that we kneel before him in prayer. <clears throat> Our Heavenly Father, we are thankful as we have gathered today in thy house of worship and prayer. We're thankful, Father, to have been given another opportunity to be exposed to thy truth. We pray, Father, that that would make it personal to each one of us as we seek to understand thy will and seek to see ourselves as thou seest us. Taking the opportunity that's before us to be able to examine our own hearts and determine, Father, where we stand before thee. It is better for us to judge ourselves now to make that comparison than to wait, as we have read now, when those men of old who responded to thy call and made that decision to judge themselves when they heard thy word, they will rise up and condemn those that didn't. Father in heaven, we thank thee, therefore, that thou art merciful in that thy word does go out and speaks to us, even if we don't want to hear it. Thou art extending thy grace to us and thou art long-suffering to humanity 
because the world is is becoming more evil even as we've read now father that in in jesus's time the generation was evil so much more now father we pray therefore lord that as we have been gathered today that we would be able to remove all distractions even the noises father from our surroundings would be blocked in a way that we would be able to focus we pray father for thy servant that thou would be able to speak through him thou would be able to feed the flock as it is thy will today and this morning we pray for all those that are present father especially those that are seeking thee those father that have come with a desire to commune with thee and are looking with anticipation that thy word would be a refreshing to them and an encouragement and would be able to lift them up and give them the courage they need for the days to come to be able to remain faithful and to cling to the hope that that thy word gives to each one of us. Father, we pray also for the grieving family. We know, Lord, thy timing is, is correct and perfect. We pray, Father, that as those that are faithful take their post with thy son, Jesus Christ, that those that remain behind may, may consider their own lives. Father in heaven, we pray as we know, though, Lord, that thy word is timely we ask, therefore, Father, that this morning thy word would be timely for us and we would be able to speak to us according to thy perfect will. Be with us now, Father, and be with, our, with all those that gather in thy name all over the face of this earth, who gather in fear and in truth, in spirit, who wish to serve thee, who wish to know thee, who wish to proclaim thy truth and live it out. And we pray, Father, especially for those that are hindered for various reasons that are not able to come, we ask, Father, that I would bless them as well as thou art about to bless us. In Jesus' name we ask these things. Amen. <coughs> In the Old Testament we read, <coughs> Thou shalt not follow a multitude to do, do evil. God takes special offense when people agree together to do evil. And what made the sin of the Pharisees and the leaders of the Jews so extremely awful is when we, in spite of what they had seen and heard, when they got together and agreed how were they going to do away with Jesus. But as God abhors when people gather together to do evil, on the other side, he, he really blesses when people come together to do what's right. And there is a, a special blessing of us coming together in this place to come together to praise the Lord, to hear his word. But there is also a great accountability with it. With every blessing, what we do with that blessing, God holds us accountable. <clears throat> If 
This was an evil generation when Jesus was on earth. How evil is in general the world that we live in. When people deny God and start even to persecute those that would want to worship God, those that would want to do what God charged them with, to proclaim the good news unto a lost and dying world. It certainly is a, a paradox when you bring good news and people turn against you. To think that God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believed on him should not perish, but have life everlasting. And what did they do to him? The nature of man is utterly depraved. And somebody said that's a dogma that is, is so proved by experience but yet so ignored and denied by the so-called wise in this world. They want to find good in man. They believe in the ultimate good in man, how things are gonna get better. And even in my short life, compared with history, I, I can see how things just get worse. As man moves away, from the precepts of God, and that's not to say that even in the past that people, all people believed the Bible, but at least it was accepted to be the standard by which laws were formulated, by which decisions were made. It was a society norm, even though some may in secret have been evil, but in the open, it was acknowledged that the laws, they are founded upon God's word. And as they move away, and as the demands of people are, each one wants his own right, each one wants to indulge in pleasure as much as he likes, and, and even impose their awful lifestyle, which at one time, it was even a shame to speak in secret about it openly. And the lawgivers, they are at loss how to please them all. And they take the place of God in deciding what is right and wrong. We can see that. Those that believe in the Bible and in the standard that the Bible gives can see that where it's heading, how awful this world is getting to be. And yet, children are born into this world and they're gonna face terrible things. How important it is for those that have, have believed the truth and obeyed it to be, as it says, to be a light, a light. Our dear brother Jarko was one of those that uncompromisingly did testify of the Lord's goodness in spite of the trials that he went through.
We need more of those. It's a call to everyone to stand up for Christ. Now here it says that <clears throat> this is an evil generation and they seek a sign. They seek a sign. But all the signs that Jesus did, what were they? What did they do with them? What did they do with them? They seek a sign from heaven, it said in another part of the thing. A sign from heaven. What did it take to convince those people? Not, not to put it far. What are there anyone, is there anyone among us that also seeks a sign? That knows his condition in light of what the word says, but still wants a sign. See, the Pharisees, <clears throat> they knew what they did in secret, yes. But somehow they wanted a sign, and as if they could bargain then, then we're going to believe you. Well, is there anyone that is bargaining with God while he realizes his sinful nature, he realizes what God asks of him or her, but says, first, a sign. Don't you realize where you're heading? There were those that have seen much less and heard much less and would have responded. It speaks of Nineveh, which was a terrible, a cruel nation, a cruel nation. And Jonas was sent to them, and he didn't want to go. Well, these enemies which decimated Israel, which carried them away, the northern kingdom, into places so that they would get lost. And, and treated awfully those that they conquered to shock those people that they fought lest they want to resist them. And to them Jonas was sent. To them. At first he refused. But God has ways and means when he puts the hand of somebody to make it very difficult for them to resist. And he came to the point where he did go after he spent three days and three nights in the, in the whale's belly and was spit out on the shore. And that sign, that very sign, was sufficient for all of Nineveh to repent in sackcloth and ashes. And not only the people, but even the beasts, they weren't fed, they weren't watered. It must have been an awful din. But that sign was sufficient for that cruel nation to repent. And so that God's judgment would be postponed. And would you know when you read the story about Jonah, they were not even offered salvation. They were just told that in 40 days they were going to be destroyed. And here Jesus brings salvation, offers forgiveness, freedom from sin, offers adoption to the very God of heaven, become his children, 
and you spend eternity with him. And yet there are those that seek a sign. Have we, those that are named the name of Christ, been such poor witnesses of God's working to a lost of dying world that it takes sermons again and again and talking and trying to persuade. When the Ninevites repented at the preaching of the judgment and they too are going to stand up in the day of judgment and condemn those that have heard, that have seen and rejected and rejected the gospel which now is so plainly and clearly declared. The law was given by Moses and God demanded obedience and there were blessings for this life. But grace and truth came with Jesus Christ and that's committed unto us to proclaim. Is it for us to toy to be drawn with, into the pleasure of this world, to be distracted so much that our witness is diminished. The Queen of South shall come in judgment with the men of this generation and condemn them, for she came from the utmost part of the earth to hear the wisdom of Solomon. And behold, the greater than Solomon is, and greater wisdom the wisdom of Christ, which when those that came to him tried to trick him, as it says even in the, at the end, and the laying white seeking to catch him out of his mouth that they might accuse him. And they did come, and they brought their difficult questions that they had discussed and argued for generations to him. And a simple answer, of Christ, the wisdom of God, shut even them. Yea, anyone that came to accuse him, it did not stand. But they were so set in their way, they had agreed so much together to destroy him. And you know, it does not say in the Bible that they did not have an opportunity to repent of it once Jesus was resurrected. It doesn't say. Perhaps they did. Because there have been those that were so against the gospel and destroyed those that believed in it and obeyed it. And yet God gave them an opportunity to turn. And one of the well-known examples is the Apostle Paul. But of him, it can be said, and he did say it, he did it in ignorance. He didn't know. But what excuse are going to have those especially that have heard many, many times the gospel and rejected it? And that's not to point fingers. I too heard it many times. I too was waiting for something, postponing it. Yet by the grace of God, and his long suffering, he did finally sink in and to act upon it.
But see, this is the thing. You have to act upon the gospel when you hear it. Because Jesus Christ say, unless you act upon what you hear, you are a fool. You're a fool. To reject so great a salvation. And there are going to be accusations even of those that reject today. The light of the body is the eye. Therefore, when thine eye is single, thy whole body also is full of light. But when thine eye is evil, thy body also is full of darkness. Isn't it like this in the world today? Whenever you have any dealings, when money is involved, you always have to wonder whether what the motives are of those that take your money, whether they're going to deliver, whether it's going to be a short change. And it happens even here in the renovations. Yeah. When you call a serviceman you, 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 that you look up in, a, in the phone book and think it's a reputable place, and then somebody comes and, and after he does the job, he wants cash. Well, fine cash, but give me a receipt for it. Well, I can't. That's how you do business. Yeah. And so much is happening this day. And it's so accepted. It's so accepted in this world. Yet those that believe, as the Bible teaches, that you should pay taxes, they're considered fools. But yet we are exposed to this thing, and, and it's so true. When Jesus said that we should be harmless as doves, but wise as serpents, living especially in this generation, that we may hold unto the things that we affirm, but be wise and see the ins and outs which can happen and beware of them. The way we look at things, with what intentions we act, do matter matter very great. And that's how I understand it. If your eye is single, you look at it, you decide what's right and what's wrong, and you stick to it. There are no two ways about it. And, and that, I believe, came really clear through when you dealt with Brother Sharko. There was a man, in, indeed, in whom there is no guile. You felt that he walked what he believed. But the Pharisees, which gave so much trouble unto Jesus, the leaders of the people, those that supposedly knew the Bible and the law, and those that taught the people, Jesus said, they shall receive the greater condemnation because of hypocrisy. And you know, hypocrisy is, is something everyone can examine himself what his motives are in saying or doing. Every can judge that itself. For us, sometimes it's difficult to, and we should be very careful that we don't judge somebody, somebody of accusing of hypocrisy, because we just don't know 
you just don't know. And I can remember instances when I was accused of something wrong, but yet it was not true. And I denied it, but it wasn't believed. It wasn't believed. But we can, each one of us, judge whether there is hypocrisy in us and beware of it. If there is and you allow it, the Bible says it's like leaven. It will take over your whole being. Do you think that those that are out there, famous preachers, and then all of a sudden something is revealed about how depraved they were in their secret life, that that happened all of a sudden. And that happened because they allowed hypocrisy, and hypocrisy grew. And they were successful. Oh, according to people, they were successful. So it got to be right. It got to be okay. But sin never is okay with God. To allow sin is a very dangerous thing, a very, very dangerous thing, because as we have heard it before, it carries you further than you want to go. And the end thereof is death. So let us examine ourselves. Let's not just look at the Pharisees and say, yeah, they were hypocrites, the way they were dealing, the way, what they were doing. But beware of the leaven of the Pharisees, Jesus said. Beware of them, even to us as well. <clears throat> they can be so religious. I know we too can be so religious and say, oh, I'm doing this for the Lord. I'm very accurate in this. Recently was in the news that one of the leaders in the military, how, you know, how he would condemn those that, that were caught doing dishonest things, extramarital affairs. He said, oh, he used to condemn those. Now they found out he was. But see, hypocrisy is so. When we allow that, it blinds us. It blinds us. If we don't love the truth, it does give us a measure of darkness. And if we persist in it, if we don't repent of it, it ends up blinding us. Great deceptions, God will allow it. That's how dangerous hypocrisy is. And the lawyers answered one of the lawyers, saying, Master, thus saying, thou reproaches us also. And he said, Woe unto you also, ye lawyers, for ye laid men with burdens grievous to be born, and ye yourself touch not the burdens with one of your fingers. Oh, they had the power over the people. They had the power over the people. They could prescribe and say, this, the law says this, the law says that. But they themselves didn't. And you may think of yourself righteous and say, well, you know, I, what I do, if others do, that's okay. You may set your own standards about right and wrong. But that doesn't count with God. This is the standard. This is the standard. I heard it saying once, oh, yes, our pastor was caught in this and so forth, but we are not demanding anything more from, from him than we would demand of ourselves. The Bible calls that foolishness. 
So they comparing themselves among themselves are not wise. Don't compare yourself and say, well, you know, I'm better than he. Don't. Jesus Christ shows the way. He's the example of whom God said, and in him I'm pleased. I thought once that way too, that well, what's acceptable to me is acceptable to others as well. No, no. Don't compare it. Even the Apostle Paul said, you know, it's a small thing with me that you should judge me. It is God that judged me. It's God. And before God, who measures up? Who can measure up? Yet grace and truth came with Jesus Christ. And thanks for the grace. Thanks for the mercy. Don't look at the Old Testament and say, yes, that was done and so forth. Though. Yes, it was right and true. But it was not mercy. Jesus Christ is merciful. Jesus Christ's blood speaks better than that of Abel. The blood of Abel, when it was shed, it cried out to heaven. And God said, "Your thy brother's blood cries to me. It accused, but the blood of Christ, free grace, free grace, mercy. Who would want to reject that? Who would want to reject that? There were many witnesses. There are still many witnesses. And there's going to be also a remnant when the Lord returns. Let us be found to be that remnant. Let us strive for it. Let us draw near. Let us examine ourselves. Let us judge ourselves. Not my brother, not my sister, but ourselves. Lest we allow hypocrisy to take a little bit of a hold. It doesn't take much. A little bit of leaven leavened the whole lump. May the Lord bless those few words. To him be all the honor and glory. Evermore. Amen. Two hundred thirty-eight, the first three verses.
and offer a prayer. Let's kneel in prayer. <clears throat> Dear Heavenly Father, how thankful each and every one of us are that we have this place to gather to worship Thee on this Thy day. And we have Thy Word that has been preserved for us, Lord, over the ages. And Lord, as we look at the times that Thy Word dates back to and how applicable it is to our lives in this present day, we are so thankful, Lord, written and preserved, that we could live our lives by Thy Word, be guided by Thy Word and by Thy Holy Spirit. Dear Heavenly Father, we are especially thankful for the message Lord, of living a sincere, honest, and truthful life unto Thee. We're reminded of those who are hypocritical in their time. Lord, and Thy Word clearly teaches us to shun such activity. Lord, as we have sung together to be pure and mild as a child, we ask, Lord, that this mentality within us that we might be able to also express the contentment that we have in thee and that they would see thy love amongst these here, these brethren. And Lord, we ask thy forgiveness we have failed thee where we have easily been caught up in the current of this world and its nature. Lord, sometimes amongst our mundane tasks we get lost. Help us, Lord, we focus. We that. But not only here, but Lord, on, on a daily basis, in our homes, around our dinner tables, spending time with our families and with each other. Let's grant us remembrance of the things that, that we have learned in this day and help express them one to another. Help grant us the zeal, Lord, that is needed to continue on here below. Grant us faith and a measure according to thy will and thy spirit as well, that we may do that which is asked of us here, to spread thy word and thy gospel and the love that thou hast shown to us many years ago. So, Lord, we ask that as we would commit this day unto thee, we thank thee for all that we have heard and ask that thou wouldst continue with us. We pray this all. In thy son's name, Jesus Christ. Amen. Brother, find a closing hymn. Two hundred thirty six, verse one and three.
Jesus said, there shall no other be sign given to this generation than the sign of Jonas. Then as the Jonas was three days and three nights in the whale's belly, so shall also the Son of Man be in the belly of the earth three days and three nights. And that's the sign that's still given to this generation. The crucifixion and the dying of Jesus Christ is the sign. A sign that has been spoken against. They want to destroy it in slyness, in, to disprove it, suppress it, the news of it. But the sign is still here. And it faces everyone that hears it, what to do with it. There were those that set out to disprove it. They were fed up. They wanted to disprove it. But at some point, when they were honest, they realized the evidence is just overwhelming. If you just sincerely look for it. That's the sign given to this generation. Is there anyone in our audience here that is aware of that sign? What does he do with it? There are going to be generations standing up and accusing at the judgment day because you rejected the sign. To God be all the honor and glory evermore. This now concludes our service. <laughs>